Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big show today. That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, in studio. Thank you. <laughs> we are going to have a really big show today, Louis. We've got a special guest in studio. You know, Very special guest. This is the second lady. I don't know if you know this. This is the second lady we've had in our, in our, in our studio. It was back-to-back as well. Yeah, and back-to-back. That's my we, mom. We <laughs> yeah, it was a mom. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, before we introduce that other guy at the table. Yeah, don't do um, that too soon. What, yeah, <laughs> we don't want to ruin everybody's day. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about the lady across from me. She's bringing the message this week. Uh, just before we dive into talking about Revolver Broadcasting, uh, Miss Sarah Metcalf-Allen. Uh, A.K.A. Sheila Naya. Hey, you did it. I did it. That's for, I don't often actually say that correctly. But make sure you go and check out her YouTube channel. You know, hit the subscribe button just like you do for Faith, Family, and Politics and all of her other shows and Revolver Broadcasting. Um, and, and comment on there and talk about how great of a singer she is. I'm sure she'll enjoy it. Hit the like um, button. They even helped me do a couple of my videos. So yeah. Recorded right here in Bullet Studios. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and we can do some more in the future. I would, I would love to do that. I have some ideas, but we'll talk later. Absolutely. Uh, and and also before we introduce that other guy at the that's, table, that's it's, it's, that's com- it's coming that's because I, I do have to talk about. Go ahead. I actually think I'm after the message. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will get to his name, I promise. But I do want to talk about Revolver Broadcasting, and then that's why I, I talk. I say that that way. Um, so I know that you love this show, Faith, Family, and Politics. You're watching it, right? Um, so you make sure that you're, you're subscribed, you're hitting that notification bell. So you know exactly when our new episodes are coming. Never miss, never miss. Cause you never know what's coming. Um, you're going to want to subscribe to Rodriguez rants with our good friend, Louis Rodriguez. And then across from him, now I'll introduce him. The host of the laughing libertarian, Alan McFarland. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Always a pleasure. And make sure that, you know, you have the kids out of the room when you watch uh, Alan's show and or Louis show, but you know, cause maybe even grandma don't, yeah. don't even have grandma on there. <laughs> yeah. Grandma may, <laughs> I don't care what she saw in the forties. She's not going to want to watch. There will be show. a lot of gasps and uh, the oxygen tank needs to be very close by for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, fun and informative on both of those shows. And then we have a fourth show uh, uh, with host Danny Tippett. It's called what is the truth about dot, dot, dot with Danny. You definitely want to subscribe uh, to uh, wherever you can find that. Uh, it's 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 all currently on our YouTube channel. It's also on our Rumble uh, t- channel, um, and it's also anywhere you download your audio podcast, just like Faith, Family, and Politics. Uh, and what Danny does is he actually comes from uh, at the point of uh, apologetics, and he asks the right questions uh, and matches up the truth with what the Bible says. And you'd be surprised on how often those things align very perfectly. So make sure you check that out. We've got a new episode of that dropping very, very soon. Um, and then we have a, a fifth show. Believe it or not, we have a fifth show that uh, has come out. It's called A Few Shots, and it's going to rotate uh, hosts and guests with everybody that's in Revolver Broadcasting. So be, be sure to tune into that because we're going to try to drop as many of those episodes as possible, and they're not going to be nearly as long as Faith, Family, and Politics. So you get to enjoy like the five minute videos, the six minute videos that may be a lot more fun for you. And okay. We get to drink vodka. <laughs> water. We drink water and sweet tea. <laughs> so that, although the name is a few shots, it's just because we're taking a few shots at whatever video we're watching at that time. Um, we most recently talked about gas prices, didn't we, Louie? Yes, sir. Yeah, we gave it to them. 
and we talked about inflation a little bit. Uh, it wouldn't happen under me, I tell you that. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the show. No, well, actually, just before we go, one, one more thing, one more thing. Subscribe, comment, like, Huge. and share, share, share. And I don't want to sound like I'm begging, okay? But but I'm not asking. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's it's huge. There's nothing you can do better. Uh, there's nothing you can do that would support us better than subscribing and sharing and commenting. I mean, that really gets us in the algorithm. Because we have a great crew here, and we'd love to get monetized, and we'd love to start really paying people because they're doing this on their own free time. We've got a perfect producer named Sterling. That's that's uh, Miss Sarah's husband over there, and he's blushing as I'm saying his name. But that, that was her way in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I was his way in. Yeah, so. I, truly, truly, <laughs> I worked with I worked with Sarah uh, at the license branch, uh, that that godless uh, wasteland. Um, no, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we th- we want to thank Sterling uh, showing up every week and 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 giving us a good production value. Um, he only gets better and better with time, like a fine wine. Ooh, I feel like that was a dig at Cameron for not being here. Uh, maybe so. <laughs> But, Love you, you know, Cam. but Cameron, Cameron is working hard though. He's working Absolutely. on our website that's coming up. Definitely, he's going to be working on the comic books that we got coming up. He's 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 a busy bee. Oh, definitely, so he's a busy bee. Oh, but those are things that we're doing with Revolver Broadcasting, by the way, too. Okay, <laughs> bills are paid. Sorry, Sarah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot <laughs> going on. Okay, so um, I hear you have a message for us this week. What is the the title of that message? God isn't scared of our questions. God isn't scared of our questions. Yeah, anything worth its weight is can stand up to questioning, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, if you want, uh, want to lead us in prayer? Or? Sure. Okay. As I tell the kids, you bow your heads and close your eyes because mm-hmm. you're respecting God and respecting others. Because you don't have to pray like that, but it's just nice. Father, thank you so much for um, this time and be able to uh, dig into your word and just the fact that we can come to you with anything and any emotion, any thought, and you are not scared of that. You are big enough to handle it all. Um, and we love you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Okay. So just a little background. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, it was a very, how do I say this? So I went to a church, you know, I was there whenever the doors were open, and I went to a Christian school, so I had it in me, like, pounding, basically, and I was not allowed to question it. You were taught what you were taught. That was the truth. There you go. Out in, out in uh, society, it's usually called sheltered. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and my brother was the first person to kind of break me away from that because he was like, but why do you believe this? Like, mm-hmm. why are they telling you this? And he wouldn't just do that about the Bible either. He'd do it about, like, politics. And there were a few questions that were just, like, one of the questions he asked me, which we don't have to dive into, but was it right for us to drop the atomic bombs on Japan? And he mm-hmm. asked me that. He was seven years older than me, so he was 17, and I was 10 years old, and he asked me that. <laughs> yeah, what, what does a 10-year-old know about that, really? <laughs> so, I mean, that, but that's the kind of thing that he would ask me to get me to think for myself and not just yeah. take in what was being thrown at me. 
It's a very big ethics question for a 10-year-old. <laughs> I think Alan's daughter might be able to handle it, but she's, she's she's advanced. Bom- she is bombarded with it. <laughs> um, and then as I got older and actually meeting Sterling, he was the next um, person to really help me be able to um, think outside of my box that I had been placed in and was comfortable in. Yeah. So he helped me um, reach out. Um so that is when, you know, one of those things, I had questions. You know, my brother had questions, and, um, you know, we didn't always agree, and, like, my mom's been on the show, and I don't always agree with her either. And, um, you know, you got to ask those questions sometimes, and sometimes yeah. you're angry. Sometimes you're depressed. Yeah. Why? Why, God? And the person that... Um, the message is about, he's got this whole book, Job, and I could not read Job when I was a kid. Like, I could read the first chapter and the last chapter, but all that stuff in between, I couldn't, I didn't understand it. It was too heavy. But when I became an adult and I suffer from depression, then I understood it. Yeah, we've talked about that many times on this podcast, <laughs> depression. We, I think everybody at this table uh, has dealt with it. Yeah. We've dealt with it. So you're, you're, in, uh, you're in good company. So Job knew depression. Or very sad company. Yeah, <laughs> there's but, but good company, nonetheless. Um, so if you don't know the story of Job, um, he was um a righteous man back in Old Testament times, and he had seven sons and three daughters, and seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yokes of oxen, you know, donkeys, and just a real great household. So he was doing real well for himself. God had really blessed him. Busy. Yeah. And he was he was righteous, like I said, to God. You know, he believed in God, would tell people about God. So unbeknownst to him, Satan goes up to heaven one day, which is kind of a question that means really I've talked about before. So he's allowed to visit heaven? He was kicked out? Yeah, apparently. So Satan goes to heaven and is like, hey, that Job dude, he only loves you because you've blessed him so much. Yeah, you gave him those fresh Nikes. <laughs> it was a work visa. Oh, makes <laughs> sense like, you Take all that stuff away and he will curse you and just leave you like nothing else. And so he like made a bet with God. It was like, if you let me take away all this stuff from him, I'm going to win. Because Satan's always trying to get one over on God. Yeah. Not like he ever can, but he tries. So God said, as long as you don't touch him himself, do whatever you want to him. So in one day, one day, all of his kids are at the eldest son's house, and a tornado comes through and wipes them out. One group of, of robbers or whatever come and kill all of his people working with the, with the donkeys, and only one survives, and he comes running to Job. They took all your donkeys, and I'm the only one that survived. As soon as that guy's done talking, there's another one coming running up. They killed everybody. They took all your camels. I'm the only one that survived. Everything that he owned, all of his kids, gone in one I day. I hope he had insurance. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the least of his worries. Yeah. In one day. And Satan was like, all right, I got this. And God's looking. Yeah, see what he does. Yeah. It says that Job arose, tore his clothes, shaved his head, fell down on the ground, and worshipped. 
It said, and he said, Job said, naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I will return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all of it, he didn't sin, and he didn't rant against God foolishly. That's just crazy. But as you can imagine, losing all of that, I mean, he was human. I don't know if you know this, Alan, but Job spells his name like Job. <laughs> So being Job, as you can tell, is really a big job. <laughs> right. So I was not, thinking he had a firehouse selling all that meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a name, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, he's sad. I mean, he tore his clothes and he's crying. That's a thing that they used to do back in those days in that culture to show that they were mourning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Satan left his wife alone for a reason because she was a nag. <laughs> his work was done there <laughs> she was who she was she, he said and you no no you're good well and i mean that's <laughs> so, that's her uh, children too and like her you know she didn't have the kind of influence that he did being in that culture but still that's all her possession her livelihood her children so she's upset and depressed too i'm sure she told him to curse god and die but little known fact uh, you know job's wife's name was kim kardashian <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to plug my next show. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then Job also had these friends, which they started out nice. They came and they were they just sat with him, you know, let him cry or whatever. And then they started being like, "So what'd you do, Job? Why did why did God punish you?" But God hadn't punished him. It no. God didn't do it at all. God allowed Satan to take these things away. Yeah. Well, Satan goes back to God and he's like, you know what? You let me take that all away. But if it was his own body, you know, you said I couldn't touch him, but if he got sick and stuff, he would definitely curse you. Okay, fine. You cannot take his life, but you do your worst. Otherwise. Lucifer's a slow learner, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So he does. He gives him boils, nasty, painful boils all over his body. Like, well, I can't even, like, the way I've heard it described is just so nasty. There's oozing. Oh, I've seen episodes of Dr. Pimple Popper, so I can guess. Yeah, they're pretty bad. And he still would not curse God. He still believed in God. But he's still depressed. <laughs> Again, yeah. like, man, I lost everything, and now I've lost my health. I've lost my, I can't move. I can't breathe without pain. Like, I think, I mean, I get depressed over definitely much less than that. Um <laughs> Yeah, I agree. So after all this uh, back and forth, you know, God and Satan and then Job and his friends and what did you do? And he defends himself. He's like, you know, I am a righteous man. I have followed God. But then he he says, um, even today, my complaint is bitter. Oh, if I knew where I could find God, that I could come before him. I would plead my case before him, and I would argue with him. (laughs) And I want to know what he would answer me. I want to understand what he would say to me after all this. Sounds like he's got a lot of questions. Yeah. And he's upset. He's depressed, which a lot of times that's when we have those, those questions that some people say, no, you can't say that. No, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, you can. God can handle it. He can do it. 
He he knows, like Job didn't know the circumstances, but God did. Mm-hmm. And he listened. He hears all of it happening. So he continues that for a little bit. And then there is another man that shows up in, in uh, his story. His name's Elihu. Um, and he's responding. He said, you are calling yourself righteous. No man is righteous. Only God is righteous. And he even calls out the other three friends that were like, being all, what'd you do? How y'all know what he did? You're not him? Like, who are you to speak about that kind of thing? So he's defending God. And then God himself starts talking. You want to know what, though? He doesn't answer any any of Job's questions. Job asked why. Job was like, I want you to help me understand why this happened to me. Instead, the Lord answers Job out of a whirlwind and says, Who is it that darkens counsel by words without knowing? Get up and stand like a man. I will demand of you, and you answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the world? If you have understanding, if you know, let me know. And over and over again, he keeps asking these questions. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, where were you? And he does this for like three, four chapters. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Stand up like a man. Because all too often, and this, and this is in, in, in modern society, <laughs> men aren't. Well, men aren't men anymore, apparently, um, but they don't. There's no masculinity left. It's left society. What What's going on? Why aren't you standing up and being a man, protecting and providing? It's your job, right, Louis? Protecting and providing. He's like, I had forty men down there protecting and providing, and they're like, thirty eight of them are dead. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like. He was, he was asking all these questions, but then he was scared of God. God was like, if you're going to ask these questions, then come here. Hear what I'm going to say. So, Yeah, it keeps going. He goes, who can contend with the Almighty to instruct him? Who can reprove God? Let me know. And then Job, rightfully humbled, says, behold, I am vile. <laughs> what can I answer you? I'm going to cover my mouth now. <laughs> hmm. I, I did talk, but I'm not going to talk anymore. I, I talked twice, but I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> so he's, got, he's got a lot going on there. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot going on there. So he's, first he's questioning God, and then, he, and then he comes to the realization, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, yeah, it sucks that he didn't get to have an answer to his question. We know the answer. We know why all that stuff happened to him. But it's because Satan had a bet against God, foolishly. And Job was able to basically defend God in the way that he lived. But he didn't need to know that. And sometimes, you know... You can ask all your questions, and um, he's not always going to answer you 
Sometimes he does. Sometimes he will explain it. But not always. And when he doesn't, you still have to know who was the Almighty. Where were you when he laid the foundation of the world? Where were you when the stars were first born and sing their praises to God? Like, and then at the very end of the story, it does have a happy ending. Due to a lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> right? No the, kidding. The most patience, I'd say. Um, Job answers the Lord and says, I know that you can do everything and no thought can be held from you. I ask you. I will demand you and declare you to me. I have heard by the hearing of my ears, but now mine eye sees you. So I've heard it and now I'm seeing you. Like, for first time, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. So he knew it. He knew it. Once he faced God like that, what else could he do? He realized how vile he was. He abhorred himself. That he was filled with <laughs> being a man, being filled with sin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or human, I should say. Yeah. yeah. But um, after he does that, he has repented. Now God is going to turn around, and he's going to bless him again. Mm. And he blesses him. Like, he was so rich, and he was such a mighty man and well-known or whatever, in chapter one, the last chapter, he has twice as much stuff. <laughs> twice as much cattle, camels, all that stuff. Wow. His household, he gets, you know, he gets all those children back. I mean, not the same children, of course, but seven sons, three daughters, which uh, the wife kind of got what she deserved on that one, too, for saying curse God and died. She had to birth <laughs> 10 more children. Because <clears throat> that feels great every time. <laughs> Let me tell you, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chewing gum. <laughs> and after this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his sons and his grandsons, even four generations. So wow. he died being old, really old. So at the very end, after everything was taken away from him because of a bet between Satan and God that he had no clue about, him staying faithful, him being depressed and angry, asking why. God saying, you don't really need to know, but I'm God, and I'm in control. Oh, you're right. I love you again. <laughs> I'm yeah. a horrible man. Not that he ever stopped loving God, but. Yeah, but he understood that you're right, I'm stupid. Yeah. That was, that was the, I think that's the, the paraphrasing of it, right? You're right, right I'm stupid. <laughs> right, <it>. and then <laughs> all of it back again. He was, he was blessed twice as much as before. It's just such an amazing thing, and um, I mean, there's 42 chapters in the Book of Job, um, and it really dives into some of the depression that he has, those questions, and when his friends are arguing back and forth with him, and his wife tells him to curse him and die, and all this, and when you really get into those chapters, that God is answering him, and you really do get to see some of those examples of the magnificence of God. You know, I, I only talked about, you know, the forming of the world. It talks about Leviathan is mentioned in the book of Job. <laughs> you know, they think of that as a mythical creature. Well, no. Bible says he was a real thing that God created, like yeah. <laughs> lives in the sea that God created. Yeah. How unfortunate for some of those folks. <laughs> <laughs> He can handle our questions. He's not scared of our questions. He's big enough, 
and we can ask all we want. We can be as angry at him as we want. We can be as sad and depressed as we want. But if we're like Job, and when we meet God face to face and hear his words, which, I mean, we can't see him physically right now in this day and age, but someday we will. Yeah. And we see him in other people and in his word and in music and stuff. And when you pray and you are in his presence, like, if we're like Job, we'll, we'll realize how vile we are. Yeah. And that we should abhor our evil self and the fact that he's too magnificent. We don't deserve any of it anyways. I find myself in that in that mode a lot where you talk about like the being the the depressed individual and and going god i'm really <laughs> I'm really feeling it. why am I really feeling it and I have to keep reminding myself that same thing just just from the story of job too like because uh, I go through and ask why and i i the one verse that always comes to the forefront be still and know that I am God, and that works for a lot of stuff because we worry about things we you know, we dive into people's business sometimes. We get upset with people, you know, all these things. And God's like, hey, 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 hey. my burden is light and my yoke is easy. I'll take that. I'll take that. You just, you just chill, bro. <laughs> yeah, there, there's been a lot uh, that has happened if we kind of slide into family time here. Um, in me and Sterling's lives these last couple of years, um, I mean, COVID was its own thing, but... Oh, yeah. That's for everybody, yeah. That, that was for everybody. That didn't affect us as badly personally. I mean, it affected our jobs and stuff a little bit, yeah. but uh, I was still working at the B&B then. Woo, disaster. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I did my time 10 years. <laughs> I didn't make it that long. Anyways, um, but then other things happened. You know, there were car accident and injuries and... Uh, family who died and court cases and changing jobs, not once, but twice for me. Um, I went from the BMV to DCS cause I thought that was a good idea. Um, <laughs> I wondered <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, if I hadn't taken the DCS job, then I would not be moving on to this new job that I'm about yeah. to start with. God this. has a plan. That's right. Yeah, the Salvation Army. I never even would have considered applying for that position without the experience that I gained from DCS. So you just got to think of it that way. Yeah. And that's what you got to remember that um, no matter what, and in these last couple of years, God has come through over and over and over again. Like, he is so faithful. He provides exactly when you need it, exactly what you need, whether that's money or a friend calling you at a certain time or hearing a song on the radio. Like, yeah, he's just so good that way. And he's provided so much for our family that I can't ever thank him enough. <laughs> Absolutely. We love having your family here. <laughs> You're welcome guests anytime, as you know. Um and, and speaking of friends of the show, uh, Mr. Jeremy Hess, um, a, little, a quick little update on him. Um, he's uh, he's at the, the veteran's uh, home uh, getting um, his rest after his procedure, and uh, he's in good spirits. And uh, I, I thank God that he, 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 knew, he knew the timing um, because there was a time where – because Jeremy, uh, during uh, – uh, we both worked the same day job. But it took a lot to, to get him there because he actually went and interviewed 
one time and it didn't it he just was he wasn't the pick at the time. But God knew what was going on there and and we both kind of got frustrated and we commiserated over it a little bit, but then we did our fussing, but then we let it go. And uh he he had a, a couple other places that he'd been and 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 where he was at just before he came to that working the same day job as me. Um there was a lot of things going on that he was just having a lot of trouble with. And, uh, uh, and finally he was able to make that transition. He came in for an interview and he got to not only work at the same place, but work side by side with me. And, um, there was, there was an event that happened at the workplace that led to him needing the procedure, uh, that he went through. And so all of that, God knew exactly where he needed Mr. Hess to be. And it allowed him to be here for the podcast. It allowed him to uh, get to know Alan and Louie Sterling and, uh, you know, expand his (laughs) family here because he, he, he was a transplant from New York here to Indiana, just like Louie. And uh, that's not an easy move. Is it Louie going from New York and then coming here? It's a whole different culture shock, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And uh, so he had to deal with all that. And, and I've met his parents. They're, they're absolutely lovely. Um, and that was, that was a lot to go through, that what, the, what he's still going through right now. But he has said through all of it, praise God. Uh, I thank everybody for their prayers and their love. He has got his eyes on God so well. And, and, it, and it floors me because I've, I've seen so many people go through what he's going through or something like it and they tend to curse God or they say, why God? Or they, they, you know, throw God out the window completely and say, Oh, there must not be a God because I'm going through this. And they get depressed beyond belief. And sometimes they even go through after all that's been done and and after what they made it through and they end it. I could tell you today, be like Mr. Jeremy Hess. Keep your eyes on God. He is there. He's an awesome God. He's good all the time. All the time. Yeah, and all those little things that you say God lined up for him, the world would be, oh, that was a coincidence. Or, or other beliefs would be, oh, that's your fate. No, mm-hmm. no. There's there. If, okay, fine, call it fate if you want, but there's somebody who wrote that fate. Yeah. He is in control. <laughs> he sure is. Things don't just happen to happen. <laughs> That's right. And and I could say for, for myself that God has pulled me out of a lot of a lot of muck and a lot of mire. Um and and I don't want to go too far into like talking about depression again because we have we have covered that on previous episodes and as far as it being the, the, the family portion, but um outside of that, like the other the other the other side of that where if you keep your eyes on God through that, understand that, yes, you're going through that. It hurts all over sometimes, actually. The depression is, is a thing that you can feel in, in your body, and it hurts in, in your joints sometimes. Sometimes it hurts in your muscles. And you're like, why is this? I just, I, you know, like I haven't, I haven't played any sports today. What, why am I hurting all over? You, you feel it all through and through. But if you remember that God is in control, and you need to be still and know that he is God, you'll make it through. I actually went through some of those aches and pains today, today. But knowing that I was going to be here tonight 
and get to be able to say like therapy, <laughs> um, be here and get to talk about this and allow God to do his thing. It was like the, 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 the calm, the storm has passed and now I've got the calm because I know that he is God. Now, Louie, I'm going to pick on you for a minute. <laughs> you okay with that? I guess. <laughs> you know I love you. You've had a lot of adversity. A lot. Yes, I did. A lot of adversity. More adversity, I would say, than anyone at this table collectively. Yeah. But is God still God? Yes, he is. And he's Always. an almighty God, right? Mm. He's a good God. And you can look back on your life now and see those things that you thought were maybe a coincidence that, you know what, God did that. And I'm also, with all those questions that I gave him, I'm still waiting for an answer. And I hope he tells me before I die. Yeah. And you, you can keep on asking. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll wait till you're there. Maybe he'll wait till you're there. Yeah. I hear all these stories these people get told by God why can't I get told oh see that's this story Job wasn't told yeah he just had to keep his faith yep it's it's just it goes right back to that same message just be still and know that I am God that's what he told us just be still because we have those questions I have those questions too Louie don't get don't get it twisted I have those I have those questions uh and and maybe just as many as you I don't know but um and and they can they can stick pretty hard sometimes. Sometimes you're like, "Hey, I would really like to know the answer to this, God." And he's like, "No, <laughs> uh, maybe later, or uh, you're not ready for that, or you'll never know that." You know, and it's just he knows, and we don't. We just have to be good with that. God's like, really, Josh? There's really no reason for me to tell you why Alan's late. <laughs> you know that we were all asking that before you got here tonight where is he <laughs> what is he doing it's daughter weekend uh, <laughs> uh I, I figured you was going to say that you were trying to explain to biden anything oh, no <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't try that a is for apple <laughs> where are we b is for beach <laughs> right <at> the beach <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did hear the word, be patient. He'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, think about Job. He had to, he was the most patient. You can put all, all of us in this room right now. We've actually got some special guests here in this in the studio tonight. Uh, I, I don't know if they want me to mention their names or not, so uh, let, me, let me see if I get it right, because I'm terrible with remembering names right off the bat. But I've got, got Ryan, yeah, and Austin. Same last name, perchance? No. Okay. Say it again. I'm sorry. You had to say it loud. Shackelford and Southers. So, <laughs> and they're here joining us tonight. They they wanted to see how this show works and and how things are. And we've also got the producer's daughter hanging out with us tonight, young Miss Serenity. She and, wanted uh, to bring the message. Uh, at oh. some point, Serenity, the floor will be yours. I'm telling you. Uh, this young lady's got a heart for God. I'm telling you, and she knows. She you can knows. Find exactly. her on my channel. Yep. I see Sterly sweated over there. She's over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Not yet, young lady." <laughs> 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 
that, yeah, certainly that decision is up to mom and dad. Uh, but when they say yes, the floor is yours. Certainly. Thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> Double. Um, Alan. Yes. <laughs> Adversity. Yes. You've faced that in the past? Uh, probably a time or two. Maybe. A time or two. I don't know. Well, you're perfect. We all know that. But Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. No. Um, Adversity. Wow, I didn't expect that to be um, levy dummy. Just, just a moment. Let's see. Adversity. Um, you know, just kind of come. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was very quick, Sterling. <laughs> Thank you for it. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, really, just kind of growing up, you know, single mom, welfare, food stamps, all that good stuff, um, and just, just. Knowing that I didn't have to grow up that way, I didn't have to be that way as an adult. I, knowing yeah. that I could uh, step out of that and move on and, and do better for mine than what I had, you know, and it's actually kind of nice. You know, there are people, friends who I grew up with who know that about me. Mm-hmm. And then it's nice when I meet other people and they're around me long enough to then find out that's how I grew up and they don't believe it. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's actually kind of nice. Because um, that's, that's the goal, right? I don't want to be what I came from. I want to be something else entirely. I want to be on that next level and I want my daughter to be even better than me. Um, and if I'm perfect, I don't know what she's going to do. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) so I, I, maybe I need to tarnish that patina a little bit so that she has a chance. (laughs) So Sarah, this is a regular joke that we have on the podcast. I know you haven't seen every episode, but we do regularly call Alan perfect and he believes it. Yes. Okay. You're, but only, (laughs) <laughs> you know what you're talking about you want your daughter to be better and you my daughter's already better than me so <laughs> uh, but, yeah, go ahead. but particular instances not really i mean i you know nothing i'd really want to dive into yeah so uh, i'm like let's let's go let's go to the other side of adversity so you you, you say you, you faced adversity now you're on the other side of it uh i'm sure that there was some realizations that you came to through those um aches and pains or, or, or um, adv- those adversities? I mean, it made me a lot better financially, you know, than I think I would have been otherwise. Um, you know, there's a, a lot, there's a lot of respect uh, for not only the people around you, but uh, life in general, when you grow up with nothing and you have those opportunities to come out of that. Um, and, and even then, not to downplay my mom's effort or to put her down in any way, shape or form. Certainly in, not. in a way, I get to look at her and go, you know, I can't do it on X number of dollars in a month. How did you do it on a quarter of that? Yeah. You know, and, and that's pretty amazing to think about the things that she was able to provide with so little. Um, when no matter what I have, I, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm providing no problem, but how did you do it with so much less? And so that's pretty incredible some days. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm very thankful about, I'm very thankful for I mean, the opportunities that I've, I've been granted, you know, just being able to learn that and have that. And there are times where I look at my daughter and I go, I get frustrated with her, honestly. And I go, you know, why don't you respect this? Why is this something that you don't think this is a big deal? You don't value this. And then at times I have to literally look her in the face and go, you know, I have no right to be mad at you because you have no reason to value this at the same level I do. Cause you haven't had the same uh, upbringing that I've had. I've been fortunate enough to be able to give you the things whenever you want them. I've been fortunate enough to be able to provide these experiences and you have been bombarded with these and you, and these are, this is the, your norm. Yeah. Like versus, overpriced boots, Riley. <laughs> that was like, you know, I mean, we didn't go to McDonald's. We didn't go out to eat when I was a kid. Cause you know, yeah. food stamps, you know, 
we just couldn't afford that stuff, yeah. right? That was, I thought only rich people owned vehicles because we didn't have one. Yeah. Uh, my dad didn't, my mom didn't, my grandma didn't. I thought only wealthy people could go out to eat. You know, I thought that was just something because my mom had told me we just can't afford those things. And then when I got around a friend who had those things, I was like, wow, that's amazing. But their parents just worked and had those, had that opportunity. So when I look at my daughter and I go, why don't you, why don't you respect this? Why don't you understand that a $40 meal between the two of us is expensive? Like, why? Why do you think this is just like, hey, you picked me up. It's time to go do this. It's just because that's her norm. I can't, you know, and I want to be frustrated, but I can't. So yes, synopsis, money good sometimes. Yeah, well, also... Poverty bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's also a good uh, thing teacher, right? Exactly. Um, going through the, that adversity allowed a lot of those teachable moments for you, and unfortunately, your daughter doesn't get to learn those lessons because she's not going through that adversity. Hopefully, she never has to go through that adversity. I'd like to think her only adversity in life is actually having me as a dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that should be tough enough. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to follow perfect, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling does not believe it. All right, that's fine. <laughs> but he is perfect. He's perfect producer. Right? Yeah, yeah. I have no problem saying that, but it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. There are deniers. <laughs> it's like climate change, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, man. Louie, what are we going to do about him? I don't know. We just got to keep him and hope he gets better. Yeah. That's right. Just keep showing him love, right? Mm-hmm. Keep those lumps of coal with kindness, right? But I understand what Alan is coming from because... About I, him being perfect, too. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not perfect, but I went through the same thing he went. My mother was on welfare, but at first we was doing good. We had a stepfather that was taking care of us, mm-hmm. providing... And then when he and my mother broke up, that's when we had the hard times. Mm-hmm. We went up on welfare. We went up on hard times. My mother even missed getting a, a food stamp um, check and uh, money for the rent. That's why how we learned how hard time was really hard because we got thrown out in the street. Mm with furniture and all because we didn't have the rent money for that month. Time was hard back then. They didn't give you a chance. Now you go stay six months in a house. Yeah. And Oh, it's cold outside. They can't kick me out now. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't throw you out like they used to do it. But then was, and then you're sitting out there in your couch in the streets and your friends laughing at you and all that. It was very embarrassing, but. I understand how that was, but then after that, she was starting to get her food stamps, food all the time, and we got to live a little bit on food stamps, you know, and cheese, you know, all that stuff. All that government cheese, Uh, Government cheese, government peanut butter. Yeah. And a lot of canned vegetables that were labeled. That was interesting. My mother was one of those that she didn't give up on us. She could have ran away and sent us to a home or something like that, you know, and gave up and go go nuts and stuff. But no, she stood there and she took care of us and she raised us. Wasn't perfectly raised, you know, but she raised us at the best she knew. And um, we got to live and we was all together and she didn't give up on us. 
and see, you know, coming up that way, it does. Um, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll turn this over in a second, but just just having this back and forth coming up that way, it reminds me, and that's when I hear today when people say that no matter what you make in America, being a citizen of the United States has its own value, mm-hmm. right? Being a citizen of the United States actually has a greater value uh, in monetary gain or in just in benefits and such than most people make in any other country. And it just, that just speaks to that being able to say, Hey, look, I'm in, I'm in a rough spot, I can, but I can still raise my kids. I can still do this. Right. You know, and that's just basic benefits of, of our system, but the access we have to everything else as well. It's, um, it's a pretty amazing place to be. Well, and also with that experience, um, you allows shows the, the, the allowance for class mobility greatest in the world. Yeah. You can't do it anywhere else. You, the, the words rags to riches in America, it's the only place that you can find that. It's the only place you can find that where you can, you can be poor one day and tomorrow you can get a whole bunch of subscribers on, on YouTube rumble and, and, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you find yourself in a, in a six bedroom house. So (laughs) I'm kidding. I would not do that. You're it's not, not big enough. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> um, we got a three bedroom house now and we, we, we don't need it. Um, but you know, th- those things can, can change in this country like that. You can, you have that mobility of class and you have that nowhere else in the world. Not like here, not like here. Uh, look at Kanye West, you know, he started. He started from the bottom. Now he's here. <laughs> do you really want to plug my next show? Is that what you want me to do? I was working on it. Okay, it's fine. I'll keep it quiet. <laughs> Speaking of starting from the bottom, now they're here. So somebody got got quite a few views on a short. This I did. Week. I made yeah. fun of Joe Biden for fourteen seconds, and fourteen thousand people wanted to watch it. Well, they watched it. I don't know if they wanted to watch it. They watched it. It showed up in their shorts feed on YouTube. It did. It did. They had to watch it. They clicked on it. Yeah. They clicked on it. <laughs> they let it play. That's right. They fast forwarded it. <laughs> That's the funny thing about shorts is that I don't, unless you're thinking on mobile device, I know you can, but I don't, I don't know that you can on, on, uh, on a desktop, but yeah, 14,000 views. It's nothing to, to wag uh, a finger at. So, you know, <laughs> 20, over there 22 subscribers. Yeah. That seems like a really bad percentage. <laughs> 20, 22 subscribers. Hey, I'm happy to have them all. Honestly, 14,000 views and 22 subscribers are what I do wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So make sure you're going over there and checking out the Laughing Libertarian. Thir- 13,000 of them are liberals. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, no. <laughs> you look at the comment section. That's basically yeah. what it is. <laughs> they ruined your, they, you ruined their day. I'm like, oh, thank you for commenting. It goes to more people now. <laughs> they had to go my, buy more uh, purple hair dye after, <laughs> after six seconds of watching you. You watching a video of mine that upset you is essentially like me sneezing, you breathing it in. I, I really, <laughs> now go spread it. <laughs> I, every time you comment, it spreads. Sarah's face is so grossed Appreciate out right it. now. Yep. See? All I can think of is the movie Outbreak when you said that. <laughs> Yeah, literally, I, I sneezed on YouTube, essentially, and they breathed it in and took it to their friends. Right on, I, Dustin so Hoffman. I appreciate them. <laughs> you did good. You did good. It, Thank you. You know who, who else did good this week? This guy over here. Rodriguez Rants. I saw you cranked up some views. Yeah, dude. Um, Thank God, this finally. Yeah, last time I looked, almost 600 views. That's awesome. On his latest episode. Yeah. 
So congratulations. I don't have any like not as much as I, you got, but well, that was a short. Yeah. I can't get that on my episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a short was force fed to them they they, could, they had no option yeah. we see your activity in the analytics i don't know if you know that but when you click pass we know <laughs> they don't go to my channel and watch it voluntarily they're like ah oh, man i'm stuck with Ooh, joe biden said no it's not it's in the <laughs> he's sniffing on somebody else <laughs> still haven't found an animal on there that sounds like him uh, anyway none of them were that stupid <laughs> uh Sarah, uh, you want to plug your YouTube channel again real quick before we move into politics? Whoop, whoop, Sheila Naya. So make sure you go and subscribe to that and, 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 and you know, like, comment, share. Remember I do that, take song requests sometimes. Yeah, she, she takes song requests and, 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 you know, make sure you're uh, giving Serenity some love on there too because I know that she's she gets to sing with her mom sometimes. Sometimes and we have a little um, Pokemon family that we've been doing episodes about, so that's been fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, them, them Pokemans, right? Them Pokemans? Them Evolutions specifically. <laughs> <laughs> the Evolutions. My daughter's obsessed with all the Evolutions. Oh, Serenity has all of them. She's oh. obsessed with them. She has two of two of them. Well, actually, one of them's mine. Three? Three. Oh. I'm a little confused now. Collector. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Dune. Okay, yeah, Dune and Evie. Glaceon. Other Glaceon's daddies, though. And then you have your own Flareon, and I've got my Flareon. All that, I understood <laughs> none, none of it. it. None of it? <laughs> she has a Pikachu. I know that one. There you go. <laughs> that's in popular culture. Like, that's that, that thing is everywhere. The little yellow creature, right? Am I he's, right about that? Yeah. He's a rat. A mouse. He's, he's technically a rat. <laughs> Yeah. And Evie is like a fox thing. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a critter. Critter, yes. Fox. Yeah. She's one of the cute ones. Oh, I, I didn't know that they were cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I just know that some of my nieces and nephews had all the cards, and I said, what are you doing with them Pokemans there? <laughs> all I know is you have more subscribers than I do, and well, I've been doing well, it a lot longer. <laughs> they got to work on that, right? They got to work on that. That's why, you're, you know. So what was the channel one more time? Sheilanea, S H E I L E. No, I spelled my name wrong. S H E I L A N E Y A. So listen to that second spelling. <laughs> uh, yeah, and subscribe. And we'll make sure, and we'll put a little plug at the at the end too for you. So we make sure we can maybe in between his fingers. Longer. That'd be amazing if he was like, "Oh, we'll put a plug in it, plug it right here." Like one of those uh, little see cards. if I can work the graphics, like the card and editing. You could put a card in there, like top corner. Yeah, I could. I could. But, oh, excuse me, moving into the politics portion. Um, I don't think we're entertaining them. They came for entertainment. Well, I think this is the part <laughs> they came for. So. No, this oh. is definitely the part that they came for. Well, so, the mic has to come. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> um, so coming from the Washington Examiner this week um, is, our, is our first story. And it says... Pessimistic voters crushed by gas prices and fading personal finances. Now, Louie and I covered uh, these uh, rise in gas prices on the new episode of A Few Shots, so make sure and check that out. Um, But voters are in a pessimistic mood as they head into November midterm elections. Uh, Deflated by rising gas prices and sinking uh, personal finances, uh, according to a memo obtained by Secrets. Uh, recently, ho- hopeful that high gas prices and inflation would be tempor- uh, temporary, as the Biden administration had claimed. 
<clears throat> excuse me, I had to roll my eyes at that uh, for those listening on audio. The switchback to higher prices has voters sour again, and that could result in Democrats paying a price at the polls. It's not could. It's go- it's go- they're going to pay the price. <laughs> um, the voters have been pessimistic about the economy throughout 2022. However, there was a notable decline in pessimism over the course of the summer as gas prices fell slightly. I know you got some stuff to say about that, Alan, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, more recently, as gas prices have gone up again, economic uh, pessimism has increased as well, said, uh, said the three-page memo. It was done by pollster Scott Rasmussen, uh, RMG Research, for the influential America First Policy Institute. The focus was on the public's perception of the economy and conditions a month from Election Day. All right, Alan, I know you're champing at the bit. You could have read that at CNN. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Honestly, CNN has reported that when polled, most Americans no longer care about January 6th. They care about how high the gas is. 33%. Right? I saw that. Yep. Did you see 19% um, higher opportunity for Republicans winning? Yeah. Yeah. On CNN. I know. I understand. Now, I've been I've been singing their praises lately. Not really praises, but I've been, I've been giving credit where credit is due yeah. lately. Because they have decided that they are going to try to go back to being neutral uh, where they were when I was younger. That was fantastic. And I'm happy they're trying and they're getting back there. Um, granted, they had to, you know, rotate their entire staff. I'll say rotate. That's just a nice way. It's <laughs> a very nice way of saying you're fired. <laughs> yeah, firing them off. <laughs> but, but no, I, I saw that report and I mean, 19%, like literally to watch CNN and see them say there's a 19% swing toward Republicans, you know, going into a... Going into a voting, you know, going into the vote here, and that's just that's insane. Term, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there and let someone else pick up the ball. I'll, I'll come back. I know I'm feeling at the pump. How you? How about you feeling, Louis? Oh, it's hitting me hard, and I got a full cylinder, and it's still hitting me hard. And um, the reason this is happening is because we're getting close to the votes, the elections. Yeah, and um, they need more money. They spend so much money, they're not going to let the gas price go down because they need those tax money. We keep printing money, too. Yeah. And, and uh, Alan's talked about inflation in the past and how that works, right? I can <laughs> teach you guys. <laughs> you can learn that on The Laughing Libertarian. There's an entire episode about it. It's, it's inflation with F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 there's no way to sugarcoat it, really. There really isn't. <laughs> um, but, you know... All, all these things to say, vote red. <laughs> uh, we, we need a change. We need something to change, to get it through their, their skulls that you can't just keep printing money. It doesn't work that way. You can't just keep raising prices on things. And you can't just say it's somebody else's fault every time something doesn't go well for you. Because as soon as the gas prices came down, well, when the gas prices went up initially, they said, oh, it's, it's Putin's war, and it's this, and it's that, and it's every. It was Trump. Dude, Trump hasn't been in for two years. He's got an out. You're, that, maybe that first year, because of rollover, you could have totally blamed it on him, and I would have given it to you because I, I know how the fiscal year works. But we're in a whole other year, and you're messing it up bad. But then the gas prices came down over the summer, right? Not much, but it did. Yeah. And 
So people got more optimistic and they said, oh, well, maybe, maybe they're doing something. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we got the gas prices down more than they ever have been. Yeah, it's not our <laughs> fault that it went up, but it's, it's definitely. But we definitely brought them down. We definitely brought them down. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 you can't have it both ways. It either was your fault or it wasn't. And if it's your fault, then we'll give you credit for bringing it down. Yeah. But you don't, you don't, get, to, you don't get to dodge <laughs> the bullet. And you definitely don't get to brag when they go up higher than they were before. I, I wait a minute. I got to say that again. You definitely don't get to brag if they're higher than they were before. People are out here hurting. They can't afford their gas and their gas tank. They can't get to work. When they can't get to work, they can't earn a paycheck. When they can't earn a paycheck, they can't put food on their table. And then they're forced to live off of the what? The government, Papa mm-hmm. government. Or uh, were you shooting for? Some might say this was planned. Okay. Some might say that was planned, but uh, trying to break the financial system—that's the—that's right. the the goal of the Democrats. It has because because that allows for more power consolidated to them. Everybody's like, "Oh, let let the government have more power." No. They they also need to understand that they're not our leaders. All too often, you hear all these people in Washington go, "We're the leaders of this. We're the leaders of that." No, you're not. You represent me. You represent Louie. You represent Sterling. You represent Alan, Sarah, everybody watching. Everybody not watching in America. You represent those people. You're not a leader. If I was in that position, I'd have to understand that I don't just speak for me. I am a representative of what you've told me. I answer to you. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to get on that soapbox no, for a good, little bit. you're good. You're good. And you know what? I, I like to explain this to people who are socialists. Um, you were talking about giving, expecting the government to give uh, and giving to the government in order to be able to give. Think about this. Whenever you are in charge of, let's say, your children, we'll just say children, right? You may have $50 in your pocket and your kid might want a hamburger. Or might want, let's say they want something better than that. Let's say they, they chicken want, nuggets. They want chicken nuggets <laughs> or they want pizza, right? Mm. But you oh, have, yeah. you have enough money to buy the pizza, but you're going to buy the kid a cheeseburger because it's cheaper, right? Yeah. Because that money is your money and you have it spent the way you want to spend it. Mm. When you give them, when you give power to the government, when you give your money to the government, you are allowing them to dictate that you might get care, you might get benefits. But you're going to get the ones they give you. You might get the education, but you're going to get the one they give you. You don't get to determine that. When the money's in your pocket, when the power's in your hands, you get to determine that in this country. Remember that. And as far as Biden trying to dodge the bullet, the only president, only Democrat to dodge a bullet worse than him was John F. Kennedy. So. <laughs> well, I mean, Reagan got out of the way. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> He communicated to that bullet, not today. <laughs> um, and speaking of not today, someone who's not getting out of jail anytime soon, uh, Brittany Griner. So coming from Fox News this week, uh, Brittany Griner's lawyer says uh, WNBA star fears she may never be released from Russian prison. So basketball star Brittany Griner, who was sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. Do you remember her? Do you remember Brittany Griner, everybody? I don't. Uh, yeah. 
the basketball so, star. Yeah, she was a WNBA basketball star. Nobody watches the WNBA. Well, that's why you don't know who she is. But she went to a, a Russian prison because she was uh, carrying around um, illegal drugs. Who, who would have thought that uh, that uh, an NBA, a WNBA player or someone of a celebrity status would be thinking that they could just do whatever they want? Right. I wonder if oligarchs said, hey, yeah, do whatever you want, and then decided, hmm. Putin says you got to stay. Not only got to stay, but you got to go to prison. So um, she was sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison on drug possession charges. It is growing increasingly nervous about the prospects of being released, her lawyer said. Griner was in a Russia. Uh, uh, Griner was in Russia to complete during uh, the WNBA offseason was when Russian authorities said she had vape canisters with cannabis oil inside her luggage while traveling through an airport in Moscow in February. That's how long ago this was. Not that long ago, and people have already forgotten. They're, now, I don't agree with her on a lot of things, but she's still an American, and she's being held in a Russian prison. Okay? I, even though she doesn't stand for the flag, I want to have her home. She deserves to be here. In our prisons. Yes. <laughs> Depends on what state you're from. Camp oil, you know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, if California, she'll get away with it. Here in Indiana. She, well, she'd be exonerated of it right now. Well, well, it's cannabis oil. I don't know if that falls underneath the same. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. If I, not, it doesn't matter. She will be. Oh, know, yeah, because she'll, she'll, get, a, she'll get a pardon. <laughs> but I think at this time over there has it's certainly... Put, her, put things into perspective for it. It's an adversity for sure. Yes, Louis. This woman went over there with over nine bottles of that. Nine, over nine bottles. But she was going to have a big get high time or a party. Yeah. You know, um, she broke the law. If a Russian comes here and he gets caught, he's going to go to jail and serve yeah. time here or get deported. You know, she didn't get deported, but she went to jail. Yeah. She, I think she deserves, if you, you know, if you do the crime, you're going to have to do the time. And um, e- either that or could be also that Putin is holding her there for a political reason. Could be. He's probably be. mad at the United States for helping Ukraine, and he's holding her there for the because he's got, uh, he's pissed off at Biden. Yeah, he's pretty, what he's pretty doing angry. for the United States is doing by supporting Ukraine. Yeah, he certainly, he's it certainly could be angry. that too. You know, we don't know, but because holding someone hostage will make us happier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you keep uh, if you keep poking your enemy, you think he's uh, think he's not gonna, I don't know, punch you, right in the throat. <laughs> You know, I love how they call it hard time. Like, doing prison here, I think they understand that it's cushy. You get to work out, you get three bills, you know, right? And you get cable TV. And over <laughs> there, they're like, it's hard time. I'm like, well, you know what's hard time? Hard time is we never hear from her again, right? Her yeah. message never gets out. If they really didn't want to allow that out, they wouldn't. Yeah. They're allowing it out. It's not like she can yeah. secretly sneak messages past. She's some yeah. covert, you know, 6'6 six, six spy. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's not like she, she just, yeah, well... Well, it's not like she just wink, wink, disappeared or, or, you know, wink, wink, just, you know, died by an accident that they can, you know, try to wave off and say, oh, this is what happened, a car accident or whatever. 
Um, but the Biden administration reportedly talked about a potential prisoner swap to free her and another American held in Russian uh, jail, uh, Paul Wellen. Uh, but Griner's lawyer, Alexandra D. Boykov, said he spoke with her Tuesday and said she is far from hopeful. Uh, quote, she is not yet uh, absolutely convinced that America will be able to take her home, Boykov said in an interview with the New York Times. Quote, she is very worried about the price of, that, of what that will be, and she is afraid that she will have to serve the whole sentence here in Russia, all nine years. That's a lot of fear to have. That's a lot of adversity to go through, right, Sarah? A lot of adversity to go through. And uh, if, if only she knew God, you know? If only she knew God, she could get through it she could, with ease, right? She could be still and know that he is God. She could get through those nine years. She could come home. I don't know if I'd say with ease, but yeah. she'd make it through. <laughs> she, But she'd make it through, yeah. She would understand that it, he, he is God. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. All that good stuff. But, um, of course, the Biden administration can't do anything to get him, to, to, to get her home. There's not, n- not if, not right now, with Biden pushing Putin and talking about him and helping Ukraine. Maybe when Biden is out, our new president will probably get her out before she does those nine years. Yeah, uh, and I, I think I I think that that might be the most likely outcome, Louis. I think that might be the most likely outcome is that she is she is indefinitely stuck there until she becomes a, a good bargaining piece for Russia, diplomatically speaking, mm-hmm. um, or um, whoever replaces Biden. Um, because the likelihood of him running again is just—it's just not likely. We can't even count words right now. No, they're not. They're not um, they don't—they won't <laughs> nominate him. Yeah. They won't allow him to. You got Democrats running from him right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Democrats running away, um, this week coming from NBC News. Believe it or not, uh, uh, we, I usually call it. So we, we say like NBC LGBTQ, right? That's about the same. Um, anyway. <laughs> They said that uh, Tulsi Gabbard announces she's leaving the Democratic Party. Now, coincidentally, uh, her podcast launched the same day of this announcement. We'll get to that in a minute. The former congresswoman said the party is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness. That's true. Uh Coming from Washington, a former representative, uh, Tulsi, see, they said representative. I like that. Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii announced Tuesday that she's leaving the Democratic Party because it's now under the complete control of elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness. In a video statement posted on social media, Gabbard, 41, accused Democrats of dividing the country by racializing every issue, stoking anti-white racism, and actively working to undermine our God-given freedoms enshrined in our constitution. The Democrats of today are hostile to people of faith and spirituality. She continued, they demonize the police and protect criminals as they expense law-abiding citizens. The Democrats of today believe in open borders and weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents. Above all else, the Democrats of today are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Gabbard said the Democrat Party stands for a government of, by, and for the powerful elite. 
and she called for her fellow independent-minded Democrats to leave the party as well. I agree with all that she said. It's very well put, very well scripted. I would like to be able to talk to her about it. Dulcie, if you ever see this, we would like to talk to you. We would like to find out what your mindset is. Um, But currently, I feel, because this announcement and your podcast were made on the same day, I feel like it may have been, and this, like, this is just conjecture. Advertising. <laughs> that, yeah, it was just a publicity stunt to say, I have a podcast now, and by the way, I'm splitting the vote in November. Because all those things that I agreed with that she said, you're going to have a lot of Republican voters go, I like what she said. I like what she said. If she can swap one way, she can swap back. Yeah, very easily. Mm-hmm. So bringing her in under that guise, and you don't know if it's if it's a if it's a play on her behalf as well. You know, yeah. it may be, hey, look, if I do this, we can we can shore up those votes. It looks like it looks like the Republican vote is going to be the stronger of the two votes because of um, because whenever there is a crunch at home financially, um, the com- the country typically believes Republicans can get you out of financial problems easier. Mm-hmm. So when they're looking at it, everybody's looking at it going, okay, all over the country we're seeing that Republicans are are taking the majority. So when I swap where I am, swap my position, I don't have to do exactly what I'm saying. I don't do anything I'm saying. I just have to get in. I have to get my job back, keep my job. If I keep my job, I can then do whatever I want for the next so many years. And then when it starts to swing in the opposite direction, I'll go ahead and uh, jump ship and let people know, Hey, it was a big ruse the entire time. That's why I hate the two party system so much. I mean, I'm a libertarian, so you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're sitting right next I to the know, company. <laughs> like, I, it's so hard to, like, run that way, though. Like, I mean, even in the last presidential election, there was a libertarian candidate. Joe Jorgensen. So many people didn't yeah. know that. And it's like, well, where was that person in the presidential debates? Yeah, they Oh, they don't have the money for it. But she's a candidate, right? Yeah. Why wasn't she part of the debate? It was the debate. I, I, I agree with that. Like, if... Like, I, I, the money shouldn't really have anything to do have about nothing, it. Nothing to do with it. Should. Nothing. Like, can we pay by the minute? She just walks up, pulls the <laughs> mic up, and goes, taxes. Drops mic. <laughs> walks off. <laughs> taxes theft. <laughs> drops the mic. <laughs> walks off. <laughs> Who is that woman? I like what she said. <laughs> I mean, legit, though. Like, I mean, I looked at her platform. She's actually the one who I voted for. But anyways, that's beside the point. Um yeah. You like who you like. That's, that's what they say now, but you never know. She could always change later on and do like Camilla did. She used to be against Biden. And then she said it was a debate. Yeah. So yeah, she called him a racist, a sexist. Yeah. I don't know what else she called. And they're, they're probably behind closed doors, he got called a whole lot more. It probably still does. Um, but <laughs> he wouldn't understand it. <laughs> he wouldn't. And nor remember it. <laughs> um, but. Tulsi here, I think, like I said, she's saying all the right things, but I think it's a full political move. I think it's just a politician being a politician. Now, I can't say that for sure. I don't know her. I don't know where she actually stands. I, I know that uh, she believes very strongly in her particular faith. Um, it's in not her particular pocket. <laughs> it, she does, but as any politician would, right? Right. Um, because you do need a, you do need a super PAC to be able to get on that debate stage, um, and and it, and it it's wrong, 
Um, I, th- I think if you're a candidate and you've you've made it into that uh, election cycle, you should be on that stage with everybody else. I, I do agree with that. I, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't have voted Libertarian. I'm just going to be straight out honest. But I would have liked to have had that voice on the stage. Well, the conversation would have been so different. Yeah, it wouldn't have been just a back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have more like this, where we're all here and stirring up each other's conversation. Only time um, would tell. And uh, and don't forget, Tulsi Gabbard endorsed Joe Biden. Even after every single thing he did and said up to that point. Um, you may remember this, Louis. Clarence Thomas's, uh, um, um, not inauguration, but uh, conf- confirmation. Confirmation, yeah. yes. Confirmation hearing. Um, there were some words that came out of Joe Biden's mouth several times that um, most people would not agree with, especially Americans. Especially Americans. The man is an habitual liar. He's been caught more than once. And even the left-wing news media has admitted he's plagiarized over and over again. I've, I've been actually terrified. I write all these episodes. I'm so afraid he's going to get a hold of one. You know, he keeps <laughs> plagiarizing everything. <laughs> I, I have to destroy the paper. Destroy the paper every single time so Joe Biden doesn't plagiarize my stuff. That's what a politician do. They lie. They cheat and steal. you. Yep. And cheat and steal. Mm-hmm. And they sure forget do. about it. <laughs> well, at least Joe Biden does, right? Yeah, right. Uh, that being said, Tulsi Gabbard still endorsed him. She still got behind him. She said, this is the candidate I want to endorse. I want to talk good about this guy. He's a nice guy. He's going to bring the country together. He's going to bring unity. So, um, although I like what you're saying, Tulsi, I'd like to hear. <laughs> Are you okay, Alan? I just don't believe her. I just, I'm listening. I just don't feel that it's sincere yeah. because you still endure. I want an explanation. I may not be able to always ask God why, but I can certainly ask you why because you're a representative. I want to know why you still endorsed him knowing those things. You still endorsed Kamala Harris knowing everything she did. What's happening there? Okay. I want an explanation. Just, you know, you've got plenty of episodes of your podcast to explain yourself. And I want I want to hear an explanation. She's almost on her way out anyway, so. Well, yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's finishing up her term and she's, that's what, well, she, but she's starting a podcast. So, you know, um, uh, I'm going to say if, uh, it, it, even as much as I like the, the idea of a, of a 2024 Donald Trump run on a ticket, I, I would love to see that. Um if he chose Tulsi Gabbard as his um, VP pick, I'd vote another way. I hope come I'd out vote another way. I hope come out of don't go out there saying, "Well, I'm black," and this and that. That woman ain't all the black. She's only ten percent. She's an Indian with a red dot on her head, forehead. She's not all that black. She's just using that as a campaign. It's called identity politics. Yes. Yeah. And it's a common use of the left. It's a common use of the left. They, they, they will, uh, well, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> That's why Trump gave her the nickname Pocahontas. The woman has, well, more Native American than I have in, in, my, in my genetics. But, you know, it was, it was such a minuscule amount that they could barely measure it. Oh, you mean one 1,024th? <laughs> yeah, I think thank you for knowing that number, Alan. So we can remind people that 
this is what the left does. They use these identity politics. They say, well, it wasn't fair because I'm this. Fill in the blank. See, I call her sitting bull, but it has nothing to do with her Native American heritage. <laughs> it has more to do with what she's full of. Are her eyes brown? Huh? Are yeah. her eyes brown? No, uh, not at all. <laughs> she, she almost, I would say that if, if I were to, Pigeonhole or in any particular, I would say that she looks Swedish, uh, uh, maybe even an Aryan uh, of sorts. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I can't. I just can't stand her. <laughs> her demeanor is definitely uh, just following orders. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> just following orders. What is that woman has done for us in the United States? She haven't done nothing but sit there in the White House and just twiddle her thumbs. Yeah. If you can't tell, Louis, and he's talking about Kamala Harris here, Louis really doesn't like Kamala Harris. Does not at all. <laughs> She's not his favorite person. If he had a list of all the people he loves, she wouldn't make it. No. <laughs> she, she just wouldn't make it. It's not that he hates her, because hate's a strong word, and we don't use that on this podcast, but strongly dislikes would definitely be a description between Louis and Kamala Harris. Let's just put it this way. When when climate change takes over and everything melts and we need boats, she's not going to be on his. Her and AOC. <laughs> That's another one I, don't, I dislike. There's well, no I can over, agree with you there. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah, Alan, Alan has great disdain for AOC. Uh, there would be no room on their floating door. For, for them, if for those who've seen Titanic or, or at least know the pop culture. I, I only know that part, that right. there was plenty of room on that door for that man. You should let him out. <laughs> the only thing, sorry, I'm fresh out of everything except foundation blocks. Here, catch. <laughs> <laughs> she let that man fall into the ocean with the heaviest rock. <laughs> I've seen that part. Um. Yeah, so we have these fake politicians giving us all the right words. We have, and, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, you know. We have um, Kamala Harris continually thinking that if she just chuckles, that she won't look angry. Um, we have Nancy Pelosi talking she's, about... She's still around? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, she is still alive. Not kicking, but definitely alive. Oh, that's fair. Eating ice cream and drinking hot vodka. It's because, she, it's because she's never the woman in her husband's car. <laughs> <laughs> that's because he's too drunk to know who's next to him. <laughs> right. But all the money she oh. has, she should get him a chauffeur. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. She she spends enough on ice cream that she could, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I think Baca we, because she likes to drink a lot. We need to start learning to ask our representatives more questions. That's the tie in there, Sarah. We need to learn. We need to learn to ask them more questions because if they are as good as they think they are, if they think that they're perfect, if they think that they're phenomenal and fantastic and they're doing a great job and um, everything that goes well is all them then they can stand up to a question or two. Remember to ask questions. When you get face-to-face with a politician, don't be mean. Don't shout. Just ask questions. Just ask questions. 
Make sure they're good ones. Not what flavor ice cream is Joe Biden eating today. No, we don't need that. We know it's chocolate chocolate chip. We don't need softball <laughs> questions. <Yeah. clears throat> Ask him what he's doing about inflation. Ask him what he's doing about raising rising gas prices. Ask him what he's doing about health care. Ask him what he's doing about anything that you happen to care about. Because they need to be able to answer these questions. And don't let them say, well, we're looking into it, or, well, I like to say that we, no, don't let them sidebar it. Don't let them take you off on a tangent. That's every, I've seen even Trump, as much as I like him. They do this thing where they go completely off the rails, and they never talk about the question. If I ask you a question, I expect an answer, sir or madam. That's all there is, sir or madam, by the way. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) But, I expect an answer. If I am asking a question, I expect an answer, and you are my representative, and you owe me that answer. I don't want to hear, I'm looking into it. You better know. Give me you, a, okay, fine. You're looking into it? Give me a date. Yeah. You ran on it. Let me know you're right? working. You, you, you knew what the job was. You signed up for it. I'm going to question you, and so should you. So should you. All right, Sarah. Um, I think I've I've uh, been on my soapbox long enough. Um, do you have anything to add? Uh, Sarah's in the hot point? seat. Yeah. What political boy? I've got lots yeah. of opinions, but I'll let us know. Let us yeah. know. You have an opinion, and we want to hear it. We got plenty of time. You have the floor. Oh, all I was thinking was like, don't go by by sheeples. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again so that everybody can hear. <laughs> don't go bye-bye, you sheeples. <laughs> yeah. Don't just fall in line, right? Yeah. Well, and, and it all you know, you guys were talking about um, when they're giving that stuff to you and they're giving that stuff to you. I mean, that's what they do with animals, with mm-hmm. pigs and sheep and things like that is they'll put a little food there. Okay. They're starting to come. Okay. Keep putting the food there. All right. Put the post up for the fence. Frog into boiling water, yeah? yeah? Yeah. More food. All right, now it's time to put the rails up. More food. They're all coming in. All right, now add the gate. We got them. They're ours. It reminded me, I saw a little video the other day <clears throat> on that on that uh, social media app that comes from China um, <laughs> where the guy literally took, you look at over his area of chickens, his little coop and chickens running around mm-hmm. and everything. He takes a leaf. He takes a toothpick. He sticks the toothpick through a treat, sticks the toothpick through the leaf, so the leaf is coned over, sets it down. The chicken re- leans in, bites the treat, the leaf goes over the chicken's face, and now he can grab the chicken by the hind legs, and the next picture you see is the finished chicken, the finished meal. Yeah. That's kind of the same idea. Like, hey, here it is, and as soon as you get that leaf wrapped around your face, they snatch you up by the legs and they cook you, right? They, they, that's how they get you with all this. Yeah. So that being said, and thank you, Sarah, for that. That's See, that's why we needed your opinion. Because now you've been warned. You can't say, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Sarah warned you, right? Sarah warned you. She told you. Ask those questions. See it coming. Don't no. listen to Tulsi. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't listen to Tulsi. <laughs> all right. Um, with all that being said, I think we can get to a, a closing prayer. Cool. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Lord, thank you again for this night, for this uh, discussion. Um, Thank you again that we can come to you no matter what and ask all our questions. And God, 
thank you for always listening. Whether you answer us how we want you to or not, you always answer. You always hear us. Thank you that you have given us intelligent minds and we are able to think for ourselves. And so not only are we able to question you when we have questions, but we can question other people. And there's a a lot of things to question for sure. And um, help us to hold them responsible and that they will take that responsibility seriously. Uh, Just bless everyone here like you always do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 That was the woman who brought, woman, remember, Republicans know what women are. Yes, we do. Yes. What's that? Oh, yes. So it's at this point in the podcast just before, uh, Sarah, I'm sorry. Um, Our our 50th subscriber on YouTube was Gavin the Gladiator. This is an official shout out. Uh, Do we have a cheer button over there, Sterling, for that? Um, Yeah. So thank you for subscribing. And uh, I heard that you're now an avid viewer. (laughs) Now come see me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So since you've subscribed over here, Gavin the Gladiator, uh, you got to remember to go over to Sheila Naya. 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 See, I, I knew I was going to get wrong. <laughs> Sheila Naya. And make sure you spell it right. Yeah. You have to go back to the beginning of the episode. Remember Even how to spell it, because I'm not going to ask her to spell it again. <laughs> Even make sure up. you spell it right. And go over there to, to Sarah Metcalf Allen's channel and uh, subscribe to that as well. Listen to some party music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's a very good singer. She, she sings very well. Uh, she, she has more vocal control than I ever have. Um, and I consider myself a pretty good singer. Uh, I was almost a professional musician. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Not yet. You can't go anywhere just yet because I haven't, I haven't said, it, uh, said everything else here. So we've got over here to my left, we've got the host of Rodriguez Rants. Make sure and follow that and, 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 and share it and comment and subscribe. Louis Rodriguez. Thank you for having me here. It's always a pleasure, sir. And across from him, we mentioned it a couple times, but, you know, these guys have gotten a lot of views this week, and we're looking for more. We want to get monetized. We need to be able to make payroll. That would be great. (laughs) That would be great. The host of The Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarlane. Thank you, guys, and thank you, Josh. And I've been your host who remembers to ask questions, Joshua Cummins. Thank you all. And see you next week.